Greetings, nerds. This is Seen the Nerd. I'm your host, Sarah Belmont, and with me, as always, is our Mr. Producer, Will Polk. How are you hey. doing tonight, Will? <laughs> I'm doing very well, Sarah. Happy Thanksgiving. <laughs> Happy Thanksgiving to you, too. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, I guess this is our Thanksgiving episode. I know we're enjoying our week off with our families and uh, and everything, but uh, wanted to give you guys a this little special episode that... Uh, went to North Carolina comic-con again this mm-hmm. year and uh yeah it was a lot of fun had it was uh, a lot of awesome cosplay and uh actually for our, our teen titans or teenage mutant ninja turtle fans uh got an opportunity to talk to uh, Greg Sipes who does the voice of uh Beast Boy and uh he was a really cool dude and I uh, hope you guys enjoyed that and also I uh, got to interview a few cosplayers and uh also was able to meet with the uh, pretty pretty awesome organization called Operation Sidekick, and uh, you'll hear more about it in our in the interview that I did with them. But uh, they have they take uh, rescue pit bulls and <laughs> use those uh, uh, rescued pups to uh, help uh, service members uh, who are dealing with PTSD as uh, as their therapy dogs. So it was pretty cool meeting them and, and talking with them about that. Awesome. And on that note, we're going to play Will's Random Adventures without Sarah. (laughs) (laughs) Next time you're coming with me to a con, it's going to happen. People, I feel like it's a threat at this point. (laughs) (laughs) It's not a threat. It's not a threat. We've got to take the show on the road at a con. (laughs) Between you and other guest hosts, I feel like you're always threatening to get me in a con. (laughs) All right. All right. Enjoy. So the first interview here is with Greg Sipes, who was known as Beast Boy from Teen Titans and Teen Titans Go, and also Michelangelo from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Enjoy. So good afternoon. This is Will Polk from the Cena Nerd Podcast with Greg Sipes, who is well known as Beast Boy and Michelangelo and many other characters. How are you doing this afternoon? Pretty good, bro. Ha <laughs> ha! <laughs> Just enjoying these North Carolina waffles, yo. Waffles, waffles, waffles. <laughs> <laughs> nah, it's really a pleasure to be here. It's a uh, great Comic-Con. I love the people in North Carolina, and I love the enthusiasm that the fans have here, and the, the cosplay is amazing. And, and it's cool to be here sharing um, the love that I have of my guru, Wingmanji, with everybody. Wingman is uh, my king chihuahua, and he's the highest form of life on the planet, and he's the real-life beast boy. We've been teaching meditation and just blessing up the people. It's it's a real pleasure to be here, man. Great, yeah, and it's uh, it's been fun hearing you in the panels yesterday, uh, talking about uh, how you got into the industry and and uh, so we sat in on your uh, meditation session this morning, which was really dope. And um, yeah, so uh, tell us, how did you uh, get into voice acting? Well, I started off as a prank caller. Driving around in my dad's camper with my nine brothers and sisters, messing around with truck drivers, doing different voices. So it all started there. And then I moved to California when I was 19. My first ever audition was for Beast Boy. And I saw a picture of Beast Boy in a character description, and I never did the voice ever before in my whole life. And out came this little voice, yo! <laughs> and here I am 20 years later. You know, still playing Beast Boy, and it's the number one show on Cartoon Network, and I get to have so much fun. And it connects me with all you all, which is the best part of it. 
That's so cool. Yeah. yeah so uh, you also do Michelangelo, and uh, you also play a character in uh, Ben 10? Yeah, I'm Michelangelo from the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, which is a dream come true. And I'm uh, Kevin Levin on Ben 10, which is also just a really awesome character to play. And I've been playing both of these guys for a long time. Yeah. So uh, whenever we were in your sessions earlier, you were telling me, telling the audience about some of the uh, new ventures you have coming up as far as uh, your own production studio and also uh, doing a lot of work with uh, Animal uh, Rescue as well. So I'd like to hear a little bit more about that. Well, I have a new television network. It's called Noise Nest Network, also known as Noise Nest Animation. We're making a lot of new cartoons and uh, basically we are MTV meets Adult Swim, but when MTV was cool. So the programming is uh, vast as far as there's docu-series, animation, and live action, and scripted and unscripted. It's a lot of fun and it's all based on just putting groups of really amazing artists together and making stuff. So I'm doing that, and that's starting to roll out now as we speak on the Noise Nest Network, which is like a direct-to-consumer app like Netflix, but it's free TV, so you can watch it for free. Cool, cool. Can you get that, uh, like, Amazon uh, apps? Or? Yep, everywhere. Everywhere? Everywhere. And so I'm making a lot of cool new original stuff. I've uh, placed a show over at DreamWorks. I sold the show to DreamWorks I'm making right now. I'm developing, and that's all basically channeling the love of w that uh, Wingman shares with me, the, the love of animals on planet Earth through a whole nother show. Not just through Beast Boy do I get to do it, but through, through everything that I'm creating right now. I channel the message of unity, love, togetherness, and honoring animals and children in every way, in every possible way I can, through music, animation, TV, movies, all of it. So how did you, how did you, you and Wingman uh, become uh, a buddy couple here? He's a, also, he's an amazing, amazing he rescued, dog. He rescued me. <laughs> he rescued me at the South LA Kill Shelter. And ever since that day, I'm just the luckiest papa in the whole world because he's, he's been um, just the light of my life, like a lighthouse. You know, I take shelter under, under his lotus feet and he purifies me and we get to have so much fun. So how long have you guys been together? We don't count. Ah. We're nowis. <laughs> he's the eternal one, and he's taught me that. We're as old as Mother Earth. Cool. So I feel like, you know, when people ask me, how long have you been together, it really is an eternal thing for us. Awesome, awesome, yeah. awesome. So what are some of the things you've been doing with as far as animal rescue? I know you had talked a little bit about that. Well, mostly it's right now feeding homeless dogs in Venice Beach with money that we make t together at Comic-Cons. He's got book series, Wing Menji book series, and that, that helps feed the homeless dogs of Venice. And then we're, we're putting together um, another level of the charitable organization that Wingman heads up, where we're going to actually be sponsoring humans to take care of dogs, homeless dogs. Basically, houseless people and houseless dogs get to live together and be supported by the community. So we're raising funds for that now. Very cool, very cool. So um, what new things are we can expect for uh, Gar on uh, Teen Titans Go? And I know you're also uh, doing the Young Justice, um, I guess, Series 3 on uh, DC Universe? Yeah. I can't really say much about the new season, but Young Justice is awesome. And uh, I think everybody's going to be really excited once they start seeing clips of the new Season 4 that we're recording right now.
great, great, great. Well, thank you so much for your time. We really, really appreciate it. And um, anything left, anything you want to tell all your fans? Everything you've ever wanted, you'll get it, and you'll receive it in a way you never could have imagined, better than you could have imagined every time, as long as you know what you want and don't stop. Great, great. That's it. That's the key to it all. And dog bless you all. <laughs> well, thank you so much for your time, and enjoy the rest of the time here in Durham. Cool. The next interview is with an organization that I mentioned during our intro called Operation Sidekick. Good afternoon. This is Will Polk again from the Scene and Nerd Podcast, and with me is Sarah Andreco with Operation Sidekick. And tell me a little bit about Operation Sidekick. How did it get founded, and what's your mission, and um, how can we find you, and everything like that? Sure. Um, thanks so much for asking. So Operation Psychic is a program under the American Pitbull Foundation. American Pitbull Foundation has been around about 10 years, and we provide humane education programs, advocacy, and outreach services. And then about five years ago, we got the idea to start providing services, because the dogs that we work with are incredibly good working dogs. So we decided to pair kind of this discarded population from the shelter system and see how we could put them to work. And one of the biggest needs after some research that we found was veterans suffering from PTSD. And it happens to be a job that Pitbull type dogs dogs are really good at remedying when very well trained for it. So it was kind of just a natural collaboration after some conversation about what we could do with some of these dogs to help not only combat the stereotypes, save more from unnecessary euthanasia, but then also mitigate this crisis that we have amongst our veterans in regards to how many are killing themselves because of post-traumatic stress disorder. So that's kind of how we got started for the most part. And so, um, so you're doing work with veterans with PTSD. How, do, how can a veteran if they're listening to our show, get in touch with you about being able to get services uh, from Operation Sidekick. Sure. So the best way to do it is through a referral. We want to make sure that this is actually the right type of treatment plan for a veteran. So either through their therapist, their psychologist, through the VA, um, a veteran service officer, just somebody that represents them and knows them personally that says, yes, we've had a conversation about this and this is a good treatment plan, a good option for you. At that point, they would reach out to us at os.vet. Um, and I get those email referrals directly, Sarah Andreco again. Um, and then we send out a questionnaire and we start trying to see what dogs that we have that might provide the services or the tasks that that veteran in particular needs and make sure that we can actually accommodate that. And then we go from there. Okay. And tell me a little bit about Raven. Uh, she seems to be a, a very chill pit bull and uh, really getting into her little costume there. She is. She's used to being still in costume for photos, so she's much wigglier and much happier, and she tries to crawl on your lap and kiss you when she's not in costume, so... It's almost like her alter ego is Raven, <laughs> you know. Um, but she's actually one of our failures. And you can see how friendly and wonderful she is, but she wants to service everyone. She wants to meet everyone and love on everyone. So she doesn't have what it takes to provide service to one person. So we use her for human education and shows like this where she can interact with everyone. And she also helps socialize our um, our sidekick puppies. So when they're growing up and we're, you know, focusing on that critical socialization period, she helps with that. So interspecies socialization is super important, too. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, so that, that's very interesting. So how, what do you look for in a temperament for a dog? I know you mentioned that she's very open and wants to socialize with everyone. Yes. So what is, if someone has a rescue dog or if they have they found a puppy or something and they want to donate it to your organization, how do we know what's the best fit for 
someone pumped to be a part of Operation Psychic. So we don't take any donated dogs. The way that we do it is we pull pregnant females from the shelter, and the temperament of the mother is really important because they are the first impression on the puppy for the first nine weeks of their life. We rely on the mothers. So temperament-wise, we look for a mom that even though they're in a shelter environment and that's a stressful environment, that they're handling it well. Like they have a solid temperament. They're not pancaking. They're not afraid. They're not barking. It's not a whole lot of anxiety, even in a high-stress environment. And pit bulls, being as adaptive as they are, are, are really good at that. So it, it makes it easier on us as far as selecting females. Um, but it's really important that the mom has a nice, solid temperament to her. She's very friendly, no animal aggression, no human aggression, and um, does fairly well in a stressful environment. We pull her out of that stressful environment, make her very comfortable, and then start raising her puppies. Um, now, even though we don't take on uh, older dogs, because we want to start before day three of age with the techniques that we use. Um, I would not discourage anybody else from training with their own dog that is older. There are plenty of dogs that I come into contact with that really have the work ethic, the drive, and the temperament for it. It's just not something that our program does, but it's certainly another way to incorporate service work with a, with a canine. Yeah. Well, great. Well, great. Well, this is an amazing uh, organization, and it's great that you're you know, reaching out and helping our veterans who have sacrificed so much for us as a way to you know help them as uh, when they come back from being in you know, service to our country. So, uh, anything else you'd like for our listeners to know uh, about Operation Sidekick? Sure. Um, there's always ways to get involved. You can volunteer. You don't have to know a thing about dog training. We teach everyone, but everything from fundraising to just simple raising awareness about the actual problem. Not enough people know that this is a uh, you know a, a massive issue that we're facing as far as PTSD-related suicide, and that there's a very simple solution to it. We have this entire population of discarded animals that can easily mitigate these issues and help save the lives of people. So get awareness out there. Raise awareness about the problem and the solution. Volunteer. And, of course, donate if you can you know it takes about ten thousand dollars per service dog to raise them from birth all the way through 18 months before we pair them so if you're able to donate every amount helps great great and are you all have services in all 50 states or are you located just in the southeast we're primarily um, servicing people in North and South Carolina. We have placed out of state. In fact, the last dog that we placed was in Texas. Um, but because we're so small, we try to stay locally for right now. But if we get a really good match like we did with this veteran that was in Texas recently, we'll pair the dog. Okay. Well, great. Well, great. Well, thank you so much for your time. I really enjoy talking with you, and uh, best of luck. Yeah. Thanks so much. I appreciate it. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. All right. The next couple of interviews you will hear are from two cosplayers that I talked to at North Carolina Comic Con. There were so many awesome and dope costumes and cosplayers this year, and you'll hear now hear from Fireheart and Rule 19 cosplay. Good afternoon. This is Will Polk coming from the North Carolina Comic Con, and I'm with Noel, who is a uh, cosplayer. Can you tell me a little bit about yourself and who your character is today? Sure. Um, I'm a new cosplayer. Started back in April. I'm currently a Twi'lek from Star Wars who works for the Crimson Dawn. They're actually my favorite ones to do. I was a purple one who worked for the Empire back in July at GalaxyCon. So what got you into uh, cosplay? I've always wanted to do cosplay. I've been held back for a couple years just due to financial problems, but I just finally kind of sucked it up and started relying on it. Cool, cool. So what inspired you to do this particular character? Star Wars. I love Star Wars. Anything Star Wars. Um, I love Twi'leks. They're my favorite. I think they're sexy but badass, and they can work for anyone that they want to. Very versatile. 
And are you going to be watching The Mandalorian when it premieres this week? Of course. So what are you what are you looking most forward to with this new series? The purple tweet like in it. Really? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's what I'm looking forward to and just a new storyline. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well great. Well thank you so much for uh, your time and uh, keep keep going with your uh, cosplay. You look great and uh, hope to see us some more cons. Thank you. Thank you so much. And here's our next cosplay interview. Good afternoon again. This is Will Polk with the Scene and Nerd Podcast. And with me is... Rule 19 Cosplay. And uh, tell me, who are you dressed as today? Today I'm dressed as Inuyasha from uh, Inuyasha, the anime slash manga. Uh, feudal fairy tale, as you may know it. And uh, what got you into cosplay? Well, I've been cosplaying since before I even knew what cosplay was. You know, I didn't know that it was a thing. I was just dressing up as characters. Um, I think I started officially back in 2001. Um, dressing up for different uh, events. I, I ran a company called Struck by Lightning, Orange Lightning Demo, um, short SBL. And we used to do uh, reenactments of choreographed fight scenes from like Star Wars, Mortal Kombat, uh, the Blade Trilogy, things like that. So it really just started out as uh, we needed to be in character and in costume as accurate as we could possibly be while reenacting the, the fight scenes. So. Okay, great. And are you, are you still doing that today, or are you still doing your own independent thing? Still kind of doing my own independent thing. I would like to get back to being able to do uh, more live-action choreography, but truth be told, that takes a lot of dedication and a lot of uh, time commitments. You know, bouncing around as you know high school, college students, we had a little bit more time to dedicate that. Now we got an adult, so yeah. <laughs> it's kind of hard to monetize that on a regular basis. But I would still like to be able to do it on a on a more consistent basis. But yeah. yeah. And is this uh, your primary uh, cosplay character? Or do you do other characters as well? I'm working on a couple of characters right now. Um, this one is the first one that I've debuted since maybe like three or four years. Um, I have a, a Ant Man that I'm going to be bringing to the con tomorrow, uh, Bull City uh, Comic Con. Um, and then I'm also working on an quote-unquote older version of Inuyasha, which is going to have like the, the foam armor and kind of look more like his, his father uh, version. And then I also am working on a, um, a War Machine cosplay and a, a character called Cryptomnesia, which is from Civil War II from Marvel. Great, great. Well, thank you so much for your time. I look forward to uh, seeing your... Your costume tomorrow and uh, in future shows. Thank you so much for interviewing me, and I look forward to talking with you soon. Our last two interviews are with writers of comic books. Our first interview here is a follow-up with uh, Fourth Wall Productions, who we talked with last year at the 2018 North Carolina Comic Con. And then the final interview is with Giant Star Entertainment. So back here, day two, North Carolina Comic Con. This is Will Polk with uh, the Fourth Wall Productions. Danny J. Quick with Fourth Wall Productions. Absolutely, man. Thank you for having me. Yeah, yeah. It's good to see you again. I know we talked last year and uh, want to learn more about, uh, see how things are going with Fourth Wall Productions and all the titles that you guys have going right now. Yes, sir. Thank you. Uh, yeah, we're, we're doing good, man. Keep expanding. Just trying to keep putting out good content. You know, we started a podcast earlier this year. And, um, you know, we got, uh, I want to say, almost 40 episodes out. So, you know, they're all connected to our comics. So, you know, we're, we're doing it, man. We're doing it. That's good. That's good. Where can people find your podcast? Um, it's on Spotify and iTunes. Um, it's called The Super Shorts Podcast. If you look up Ace Blade, you'll find it. Absolutely. Great. Great. So what's going on with all the titles? So I know you've had Ace Blade and uh, several other, Lumberjack and several other uh, other titles. Are they... Um, 
Can you still find them on, online, or you guys have distribution in stores now? What's the what's the current status? Um, so we got um, we got Ace Blade and Lumberjacks in a couple stores. Um, King Supreme just came out. You know, um, we we uh, raised over six thousand dollars on Kickstarter to do that one, and um, we finally got them printed. And um, you know, we'll be taking around to a couple of stores in the area. But you know, we're always online. If you go to fourthwallpros.com. You can find them there, um, and we actually are offering special features with our comics now. So, um, every physical book you buy, you'll get a digital one, and you'll get, you know, the um, the QR code to take you to our little behind-the-scenes playlist too. Awesome! That's that's great. That's awesome to hear. And uh, yeah, I'm glad to see that things are, are going well. And uh, thanks for again for letting us uh, stop by your booth and talk for you a little bit. Man, I appreciate you too, Will. Um, hoping to see you next time. Uh, if we get back next year, I'll definitely definitely have some new stuff for you. Okay. All right, great. Well, thank you so much. Thank you. Here's our final interview with Giant Star Entertainment. So this is day two of North Carolina Comic Con. This is Will Polk from the Cine Nerd Podcast. And with me is... Eric McRae of Giant Star Entertainment. And uh, tell me a little bit about Giant Star Entertainment and um, how you got your, your start in comics. Uh, well, Giant Star Entertainment is an online print and publishing company. And um, what we do is all our characters are anthropomorphic. We deal with different genre and theme and homage to different periods in, in pop culture. So some of our books, like Brother Panda, is a 1970s crime drama. Our book Charm in a Magic Circle is like a, a 19th century steampunk. Uh, we have a contemporary superhero group, superheroes like Darkstone and the Red Wasp. So all of it is really about kind of um, in the same vibe as almost like the Ninja Turtles, kind of a shout-outs to different things. But all our characters are anthropomorphic, but never make reference to themselves being animals. Cool, cool. So uh, what inspired you to, uh, to do this? Uh, well, I'm a full-time working artist myself. I have an art studio in downtown Raleigh. But back in the day, I used to work for a small press comic book company. I've always loved comics uh, since I was a young person. And with the contemporary uh, advent of um, the Internet and also digital downloads and more, least, less expensive print on demand, I was able to launch this company on a, a shoestring budget and been working with some great artists and writers. And we've created a lot of new content. So we've launched and we've done extremely well. Great, great. Where can we uh, where can we find it? So they said it's the internet based uh, venture. Uh, can you are you what platforms are you on? Uh, currently, we're on Facebook, Twitter, and and, and uh, YouTube, and Facebook, YouTube, LinkedIn, and Instagram. And you can contact us at GiantStarEntertainment at gmail.com. Uh, we've been really fortunate. The Raleigh News Observer uh, did an article about us in the business section. Um, the WRL News did a story about Brother Panda and Giant Star. So we've had a lot of success, and now we're in the process of getting everything up on Comixology, Amazon, and so forth. But collectors are contacting us, and we're shipping directly right now and going through local comic book stores like Ultimate Comics um, and also Dragon's Lair in Fayetteville, North Carolina. Great, great. Well, thank you so much for your time. Look forward to uh, reading uh, the books here. and. Uh, Best of luck to you. Well, thank you so much, and I appreciate you taking time to hear our story. And that is it from North Carolina Comic Con 2019. We hope you enjoyed this special episode on our podcast. Again, thank you so much, and we are very thankful on this Thanksgiving for your support of our show. And 
We look forward to continuing to bring you great content. We'll be back next week. In the meantime, you can find me on Twitter at Will M. Polk. That's W-I-L-L-M-P-O-L-K. You can find Sarah and tell her to go to a con at S.J. Belmont. S-S-J-B-E-L-M-O-N-T. You can follow our crew on Twitter at Cena Nerd. Friend us on Facebook. Follow us on Instagram. But most importantly, rate, subscribe, and comment on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, YouTube, and Spotify. With that, good night, geek out, you're welcome.